episode one is about this whole COVID-19 in the healthcare industry. And I got two powerful women in the healthcare industry world. I call them the health squad. I have Kandisha Nichols and Bernadette Vissa. ladies to bizmix podcast i really appreciate you hanging out with me tonight late sorry for the technical difficulties not a problem thank you for having us so today is y'all the health squad so we all know we all been quarantined for how many what 45 days now Mm-hmm. that's it is that it 40 is it is it it feels like fa- it feels, it feels longer like <laughs> So the reason why I'm, I'm going to um, start on this topic, because that's the most popular topic right now regarding African-Americans and regarding this whole quarantine. I just I don't know. I've been watching the news. I try not to watch the news. I just think that just just targeting us all of a sudden. Just all of a sudden with this covid COVID or whatever you want to call it, 19. I think it's all made up, but let me just start by introducing the health squad ladies in the house. So I'm going to start with Kadisha. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. So tell us a little about yourself because you got it going on. <laughs> I've got a, a lot going on, but um, as it pertains to health and, and health care, um, I'm currently a doctoral candidate of public health at Capella University. I studied undergrad. I was pre-med undergrad, went to Hofstra University in Long Island, um, got my master's in healthcare administration, uh, currently focusing on my, doc- my, my doctoral process. Um, and I guess public health is like the thing right now. Everyone's looking uh, for advice from public health leaders and experts. So I guess like, you know, t- t- tonight is my time to shine, I should say. Um, but I am, I founded a company called Let's Talk Health uh, in October of last year. Uh, and the goal of Let's Talk Health is really just to educate African-Americans um, on the disparities that plague our communities, uh, provide them with tools and resources to be able to navigate uh, through the healthcare system um, and just have better health outcomes. And so I do a lot of videos, a lot of uh, content, uh, providing that type of education for my kings and my queens. And that's it. Oh, wow. And you also have a business as well, because you are a, a, a businesswoman. So what type of business do you have on the side? Yes. So on the side, I also design uh, crochet, swimwear, clothing, and now carnival costumes. Uh, so I do keep myself very busy <laughs> on many different platforms. Um, but, you know, my, my first love, my passion is definitely healthcare. And before you even became, before you even became this doctor, because I'm putting it out there, and <laughs> the whole designer part, what did you really do? What we know you as, because, you know. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so I let them after, know. 
after undergrad, I was, you know, one of those struggling students and I was fortunate enough to have several opportunities to, to professionally dance. So I danced at all of the big uh, parties uh, in addition to traveling with different artists and doing different video shoots for different artists, uh, such as Conscience, IOJ, uh, Ding Dong. And so I've had the, the pleasure of working with artists in that aspect as well. Do you miss it? No, wow. I tried. I tried to do a little something the other day for for Lily's Closet, which is my crochet line. And I was like, Whoo, I can't do this no more. I, I don't want to be a part of this. I, this is not my life anymore. I, I'm done. So <laughs> I don't miss it. Was the medical feel like your purpose? I mean, I definitely think so. Um, my mom is also in healthcare. I've seen her. Uh, grow and, and move up in the world. I've always been in the hospital as a little kid, you know, just, you know, going to her job and hanging out with her there, speaking with the doctors. I have, you know, a really great mentor at Columbia um, who's actually my doctor as well. And she's kind of taking me under her wing. So I've pretty much been passionate about healthcare since I was a little girl. Um, and, so right now I'm just, you know, living out my passion. That's great. That's great. Then we have my next guest, Bernadette, registered nurse. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so tell me, so tell me about yourself, Bernie, because you know, I know you as Bernie. So, and everybody else has to know you as Bernadette. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a regular old nurse. I ain't like Khadija and whatnot, lifting it up and, you know, popping, locking it. <laughs> You know <laughs> but you know, I've been a nurse for 15 years. Um, before before that, you know, I was just it seemed like I was just a constant student, just trying to figure out what I was gonna do, you know, with myself. You know, at first I considered social work, um, medical social work, you know, because I had a, a, a path of just seeing a lot of, you know, family and friends just going into medical facilities and not really having advocates. So I said, okay, let me go that, let me go that route. And then I got into working into a hospital, a hospital where I met yours truly, Shelly, um, working as a unit secretary. And then one of the nurses said, you know, you're smart. You can do, you can be a nurse. You can do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do all this. And she was like, you know, for real, think about it. You can do it. So I said, okay. So I kind of got into it on a whim. And so, you know, I got into the nursing and decided, you know, I actually loved it. I actually loved being able to help people. Um, and, you know, I caught on, caught on to information quite quickly. So um, that's what I've been doing. And I've been, you know, in various settings. I've been, you know, working with the elderly. I did some home care. I did a lot of home care, actually. Um, I did peds. I did some NICU. I've done. I've done a, a variety of things. So anything you mention, I've probably been there. But you know, that's the life of a nurse. You move around. You figure out. You know where your niche is, and and you know you you kind of you know stick to it. A lot of nurses they'll they'll stick to one particular area, but I like to move around every few years. And so recently, I just um, got my master's degree in health information management. Um, 
Yes, girl. Yeah, that's now. the wave now. That's the wave. <laughs> so, Everyone's um, doing it. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, when we get out of this quarantine business, you know, I'll be able to, you know, get into a facility and start, you know, working with a lot of records and um, making sure, you know, these patients, you know, information is actually correct, you know, because when it's not correct, it can lead to a lot of um, negative outcomes. So that's where I am now. Got the two strongest women in healthcare right now. So I want your input on this whole quarantine and this whole um, COVID-19. A lot of people is saying it's not real. Then you have the ones that saying it is real. So I want to know from your perspective and what you've seen of what you heard, like, what is it about? Why is it only targeting African-Americans? I, I, I'm kind of confused. What happened to the rest of the other minority population? Uh, from a public health standpoint, um, statistically speaking, it's not only targeting African-Americans. Um, it appears that way and media makes it seem that way, um, mostly because it's just a attacking us in large numbers. So you do have a lot of white and Hispanic people who are being diagnosed and are dying um, from COVID-19. Uh, however, statistically speaking, when you look at the numbers, you do have a lot of African-Americans um, who are also dying and, and being infected with COVID-19. It, 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 they kind of exaggerate. I don't want to say exaggerate because in, at the end of the day, it is impacting us. It is affecting us and our community. Um, and that's a whole another story and that's you know having to talk about disparities and inequities within the healthcare system um and within our society uh but we when we look at the numbers in total you you realize that yes a large number of whites are getting it a large number of hispanics are getting it and a large number of african americans are getting it because we are a, a minority group meaning our numbers are, are not as large as the other um, races, we are seeing that within our small group of people, a lot of us are getting it. That doesn't mean that more blacks are getting it than whites. It just means a larger number of blacks are getting it um, compared to other uh, races. But at the end of the day, it's it, it, everyone's getting it. No one is um, better off than anyone else. Everyone is, has the uh, capability of being diagnosed and um, or potentially dying from the disease. What's your input, um, Bernie? As a nurse. Uh, hold on. Let me let me sip on my smoothie <laughs> with my um my fruit and my greens, child. <laughs> mm. Let me tell you. You know, you know, I I got certain you know theories. You may, you know, some people may say they're conspiracies and all that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, as Sister Kadisha said, yes, a lot of us are getting it, but making us the face of it is just not the move. You know, always want to make us the face of something. You know, if it, if it's the if it's the worst thing out there in the world, 
black people have it, black people call it, black people spread it, on and on and so forth. I'm not listening to that nonsense. I think that the reason why they want to put this uh, hysteria out there, that it's mainly a black thing, is when they start producing these vaccines, we're the first one to run in line to make sure that we don't get it in, in the future. That's just my opinion. So they're trying to sell us so bad on these vaccines, all these unnecessary vaccines that we don't need. And some of us honestly just don't have the, the medical know-how or the health know-how to, to do the extensive research on the things that are actually necessary and unnecessary. So when you get the news in, in, in the media saying, you know, black people are dying from this and oh, we're developing that, this vaccine and you better get it when it comes out. You know, people are running to it. So, you know, I just I just find that that, yes, we are getting it. But, you know, other races are getting it as well. And then I just feel that a lot of times we're being targeted towards specific things. Right. I, d I do agree that there is. Um, there is some truth to. Uh, you know, a lot of black people, well, there's a lot of truth to more black people being diagnosed uh, with COVID-19. Uh, and it, it really stems from the fact that this country, we can, you know, maybe the, the, the black person to say this, but this country was just built on racism. Everything about this country is racist. It, this, the systematic racism, institutionalized racism, this system is not built for black people. So when all of these, you know, um, implementations come out in healthcare, uh, it's not really geared towards us. That's why we have a lot of inequities and disparities. Black people don't have proper access to food. Black people don't have proper access to care. Black people don't have proper access to anything. Um, and it's more so because of how uh, the government has just been built. There's no way around it unless they start from scratch and say, this is the new government and this is how we're going to build things. So black people are always going to be at the bottom of the totem pole. And, and, and I'm going to be fair, minorities are always going to be at the bottom of the totem pole because of the way the system is built. So we're always going to be subjected to various diseases. We're always going to be 10 times more likely to die from X, Y, and Z because we don't have the same resources or the system isn't built to, to, to take care of us the way we need to be taken care of. Uh, you have doctors that don't know how to communicate with us properly. You have, and then you have black people who don't know how to communicate to, with doctors and that why, because of lack of proper education. It's just, it's just a bunch of things combined that already place us at the bottom. And it's important that, and this is why I'm so passionate about this, because it is important that Black people learn to educate themselves. And when I say education, I'm not talking about getting a degree like myself. I'm just talking about being knowledgeable, being aware, and, and getting your resources and getting your facts from reputable people, not from Instagram, because the Shade Room posted it, and that's true. Not from Facebook because Uncle Tyrone posted a video about the aliens or the the, the 5G boxes and <laughs> stuff like that. Like, you know, like get your get your facts, get yourself educated, get yourself knowledgeable so that you can make informed decisions. If we don't do that, the government's not gonna do it for us. 
government's not going to give us those tools, give us those resources. We got to do it ourselves. Um, and so we will always be at the bottom until that happens, until we learn to employ some type of self-efficacy and do better ourselves. So, I, you know, I did a little skit the other day with Vice President Mike Pence um, about when he went to a clinic in Minnesota and um, he told reporters that he he didn't wear a mask because he get tested regularly. So here's the confusion part, right? <laughs> so they tell us to wear a mask, but then he's not wearing a mask and he's the vice president. That's white privilege. Okay. A hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> That's all that is. <laughs> but then they also, but then they also claim, you know, on one hand, they don't have enough tests. And then on your the other hand, you know, the tests that they have are not really a hundred percent or they're faulty. So you're getting so, so much information that is contradictory that you really don't know what to do. But you see him walking out with, you know, walking out without a mask and he's okay. And if right. they if do have tests that are available, you know, of course he's going to be one of the, the first ones to get it. Mm-hmm. So it's his boss. So I, I, I really don't, you know, listen to anything that they really have to say. A lot of the stuff that I hear from them, I get it on the back end. So it's it, because it's, it's mentally draining. It is. And it's also poor leadership. Like you can't tell everyone every single day at a press conference that this is what you need to do. These are the rules that you need to follow and not actually be the leader to follow the rules that you guys are setting. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's very poor leadership. And that's why you have people in middle America who are outside of their Capitol buildings with their guns and talking about like, we don't got to do this, give us our rights back. And Mm -hmm. because you have our leaders setting the actual examples but telling us to do something else it 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 doesn't make sense at all so all right let's talk about bill gates and what's his name dr ferrucci that's how you pronounce his name dr fauci Fauci. Fauci. i done changed the man whole name dr ferrucci Ah, so let's talk about Bill Gates. What you know about Bill Gates? Why is Bill Gates' name so popular in this whole coronavirus, the 5G, especially in the medical field? Because I'm a little confused with that. I'm not learning this about Bill Gates. I'm confused too. I don't know what Bill Gates got to do with medicine and what type of uh, letters he got after his name that allows him to have such an impact on medicine. Uh, but he needs to stay in his lane and talk about his computers and all of his other technologies um, and not tell American people or give American people health information. Like, that's bogus. Because he's, they stated that he's the one that's giving or trying the vaccine in in other countries. Is that true? Yeah, he's funded. His company has funded organizations, um, giving them uh, access for like test testing and stuff like that. So his company is basically the one driving the initiative in other countries. What's your intake on that, Bernie? You know anything about Bill well, Gates? 
Well, where where do you think he wants to test that? Preach. Where do you think he wants Preach. to test, test those vaccinations? Hmm. Preach. You preaching real good. Go ahead, Pastor. He wants to test those vaccinations in Africa on our people because supposedly they are the, the lowest of, of the totem pole. Hmm. I'm not tested in Africa. You know, they started Ebola there. They're, they're you know, you know, in villages, they're, they're not civilized people. You know, they have they have all the, they have ways of living that aren't necessarily conducive to the way he lives. So why not test it there? And I hope that the prime ministers and the presidents of all of these African nations stand up and say, no, sir, you cannot test here in my country. Go somewhere else. I don't care how much money this man is giving you or bribing you, um, but I pray that they do not sell their people off for that money and allow that man to test. If anything, go and test. Connect, contact your people in China. Go test in China. Contact your people in England. Go test in England. Take it to your people over there. But don't bring it to Africa. And I pray, I am praying that they stand up on their feet and they say, no, do not bring that nonsense over here. Mm-hmm. You cannot use us as skinny pigs anymore. Okay, what about Dr. Fauci? That's how I said for now. What's his name again? Fauci. Fauci. <laughs> how y'all feel about Fauci? Because Fauci looked like he's fed up with, um, I'm not going to call his name. Fauci ready to quit. <laughs> You think they they put in too much pressure on him? I don't think it's pressure. I think he's doing his job and I think he's doing, you know, great at disseminating the information to the people in a timely fashion. He's providing the facts as he gets it. Um, And he's not alluding to things. Um, He's just presenting the data. That's it. Um, He's handling himself well. I think that... uh, he, he's probably going to want to quit. These people are driving him crazy. And he probably may not be doing this next year. But uh, I I love him, and, and I'm rooting for him. So, What about you, Bernie? I agree. I, I, think he's, I think he's doing a great job, you know, the best that he possibly can with the situation that he's in. Um, I just... I just really wanted to know what his thoughts on was on when the bleach thing was mentioned. <laughs> so we'll just be right to back. See his face. All right, we gotta get. Hold on, we'll be right back with that. We coming right back with that. Just give us a couple minutes, people. We'll be right back on that. <laughs> Okay, we are back 
and BizMix podcast. And I just want to say this to the two health professionals. I want to say thank you for coming on this podcast today. You know, you notice I changed the name. So thank you so much. And I just want to ask this simple question. Mask or no mask? Mask. Maybe. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I only, I only go out with you. Okay, I only go out when I have to, right? And usually it's to go shopping because I got, you know, four masculine spirits in my house and they eat, okay? So if I go out, if they go out or whatever, we got our mask, we got multiple gloves, I ain't touching nothing. My, my male spirits ain't touching nothing <laughs> until you, you know, obliterate whatever it is y'all put out there. Because it was put out there. It did not raise up from the ground. Okay, uh-huh. Nobody went into the field. In my opinion, in my opinion, nobody went out into the fields and, and started digging. And then all of a sudden, this thing just rose up in the air. No, this thing was manufactured mm. and it was put out there for a reason and it doing its job. Now, the thing is, is that how are you going to let it affect you? Exactly. Enter into your life, whether you're willing to let it enter in your life by doing certain things. I'm not with it. So I'm going out. I'm wearing a mask. And I'm wearing my gloves. And that's just what it's going to be. Now, if you want to look at me like I'm crazy, you can do so. However, I will be back to see you the next week when I go shop. (laughs) With my same uniform on, my gloves and my mask. (laughs) Get into it, baby. There you go. it. Anything else? Anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, I just want people to be mindful um, of everything that's going on. Be mindful of your surroundings mm-hmm. um, and, and do the best that you can to protect yourself. Uh, I'm no longer in New York, but I hear New Yorkers are still living their best lives. Uh, so Let me start. Um, y'all doing a bunch of things y'all not supposed to be doing. I've seen pictures, videos. Uh, you guys are out there. So um, just be mindful right. of that and, and do what you can to protect, protect yourself so that you can protect others. That's all I ask. Anything else, Bernie? Nurse Bernie? Again, just be, you know, just just be aware of your surroundings and let me, let me get a little bit spiritual here. Mm-hmm. Open up that third eye. Mm-hmm. Open up that third eye. Do not be sheep. Trust me. There are things going on in the background that they obviously don't want us to know about. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Things that mm-hmm. go, there are things that are going on out there that they don't want us to know about. 
Like they always say, you know, just believe, you know, some of what you hear and, and nothing of what you see or vice versa. Because it's uh, it's it's things going on that, that are trying to um, reverse how we are living. And depopulation is a big thing. It's oh, a- yes. That's that's for another day. Yeah, that's for that's another conversation. Stories for there. another day. We could go there. Write <laughs> that down for the next podcast. Because, <laughs> you know, there's going to be more some more stuff that's going to be happening on TV as uh, you know, as we watch. Well, I want to say thank you again, ladies. It was a pleasure. From the health squad, I really appreciate it. And strong black women you know, in the health field. And this is this is something that I want all the men, the young men and women to look at and to listen to, that they can also be in the health field. And they, they need to, because we need them. I'm tired of, I'm not going to say it, I'm just tired of seeing the same people. I'm just tired of seeing the same people on television. That's all I got to say. I'm just, I need a, it needs to be diverse. I'm t- and, I'm, and I'm older looking at commercial. I'm like, um, so... Where's where's this this number of white people we're gonna be uh, anyway, but I just I'm gonna leave it on that note. That's well we don't, we don't there's none of us really out there, you know. There's a small, minute number apparently of us out there. Right. So even show us because we barely exist. Mm. You know what we out there to do? Oh Lord, you're gonna get me in trouble, child. You know what we out there to do, huh? Is to sell you your sweet tea and your chicken sandwiches. <laughs> that's what we. That's what we here for. Chicken sandwiches that'll go out there and make you stab somebody because they're so good. <laughs> you are your mama's cooking. Stop. Let me stop. Yeah. You don't want me on this podcast no more, child. They gonna cancel you. <laughs> They gonna cancel your ass. <laughs> on that, on that note, I appreciate you coming to Mix Bix. I can't even say it right. Biz, Biz Mix Podcast. Thank you. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed episode one, the Health Squad episode. Thank you so much for listening at the Biz Mix Podcast, hosted by Bizzle B. Bye, y'all.